Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to All Other Business. It's been a little while, but we are here at your service to share our wisdom with you on the topic of the workplace. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. Baseball season has started. Yes, we're already disappointed. Right. It's a disaster. We're it's doomed. A disaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put the nod. <laughs> the best pitching staff in baseball. Yeah, one guy's out, the other guy's uh can go four innings. You know, the the weirdest thing is our best pitcher might be Bartolo Colon. Yeah. <laughs> you met Noah Syndergaard, right? Yes. Yeah. What was that like? Very quiet guy, nice guy. You know, very uh bohemic, I guess you would say. You know, yeah, that's everything's cool, man. Everything's cool. Yeah, big guy. I saw a picture of you with him, and I think his shoe is bigger than your entire leg. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably live in his shoe. <laughs> well, uh, today we thought we'd talk a little bit about, you know, everybody changes jobs, right, during the course of their career. Right. And um, there comes a point in time when you realize that it's time to leave. Yes. And so we thought we'd talk a little bit about, you know, when do you know it's time to go? Well, the first job I had that I knew it was time to go when I saw more mice than people in the store. <laughs> I, I literally worked in a ceramic shop, and my job was to pour the ceramics. And we went into this new store because she kind of lost the lease on the old store, and we were infested with mice. And I spent most of the day trapping the mice. So I had to leave. I couldn't stay there no more. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Working conditions are important. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, a lot of the part-time jobs I originally had, you knew it was time. You know, as, as I remember another store, I worked in a clothing store. And it was uh, a, a family-run store. And the guy kept asking me to give him a massage in the back. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Massage my back. Jeez. Yeah, this guy that guy was crazy. And then um, and then of course we got into our original full time jobs, right? Yeah. Well, a couple of them, um, I kinda knew when it was time to leave because they they asked me to. See, that was easy. Yeah, those are the easy ones. The worst thing is when I got laid off once um because of redundancy and I had to go up to a town upstate and train my replacement. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, did you know at that point you were out? Yeah. So why did you train the person? You should have trained the wrong. <laughs> Use the left red button at all times. <laughs> Press that button. <laughs> and here's the CEO's phone number. You could you can call her or him at any time you like. Right. They like to hear stories about your weekends. And any trips you've taken over the last 20 years that are very interested in your personal life, feel free to call these people. Yeah, especially after hours. They love to hear from their employees. Yeah. 7.30 a.m., you can call them. Ask them what they're having for breakfast. Happens a lot, though. People get laid off, and then they're supposed to train the people who are coming in to replace them. I find that to be a somewhat cruel. But I guess in order to collect your final pay and also your severance you have to do it you have no you don't choice. have to do it right and nobody would know <laughs> <laughs> that's right well no but they eventually they would know well hopefully the check clears by then 
But I, I had a job once when I knew it was time to go. When we hired this Albanian person, and he would come in every, no, I don't know if he was Albanian or from Yugoslavia, whatever, whatever they were called then. And he would sit in my office every morning with coffee and a hard roll and dunk his roll in my in his coffee and talk to me. And he had such a heavy accent, had no clue what he was talking about. So I said, it's time to go. I got I, I to gotta get out of here, right? So I decided to leave. And I kind of met this other banker at the time. And we, I don't know why I met, but we're in the elevator. And I said, he goes, oh, are you happy here? I said, well, you know, not really. Oh, would you be interested in working with us? I said, oh, sure. I'll, you know, I'll come. Went there. That was the worst job I've ever had. I think you've talked about how you had to sit and look at a wall. Yeah. I really sat there and did nothing. I had no clue why they hired me. Really, He would give me contracts to proofread. You know, and I was reading these things all day, have no clue what I was reading. And I said, this is not good. And I was there for three months doing nothing. So now you knew that was time to go, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, there's a lot of times when I started a job and right from day one, I immediately started looking for another job because it just, I could tell it wasn't going to work out. One of them was the one where they put me facing the wall and stamping invoices. We right. talked about that one. And the other one was I worked for a uh, major accounting firm and they gave me nothing to do. And I was told, you know, just sit back, relax, you know, take it easy. And I didn't feel comfortable doing that. I was bored out of my mind. So I started looking immediately for another job. So those are two that I left within weeks. I knew it wasn't going to work out. Yeah, the first day, the first thing you say to yourself is, what was I thinking? Yeah. Uh, what the heck did I take this job for? And you sit there with your hands and your, your head in your hands saying, oh, my God, what a mistake. <laughs> I'm such a loser. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was plan A. Now we're, now we're down to plan F. You know what that stands for? Some of it has to do with people. I think we talked a couple of weeks ago about, uh, you know, personalities. And the first thing people tell you is stay away from Sadie. Sadie's not a good person. Bill, he, he farts all day. You know, don't, don't go next to him. You know, <laughs> don't eat with Jim. He spits on you. You know, like, I'm only here an hour. That has a, a big factor as far as making a decision. Like, what was I thinking? These people are crazy. Crazy. You know? Yeah. Crazy! This is time to go. You know, we need to put more sound effects. What happened to our sound effects? All right, hold on. I could do my own. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> hold it, hold it. That was pretty good, though. Thank you. Wait a minute. Let me see if I can get the the proper sound effect. Here it comes. <laughs> you really need to expand our uh, library of sound effects. You know, like that, that might involve spending money. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want to do that. But you're on a limited pay. <laughs> we we have to have a sound effect for crazy. How about this one? Cuckoo. I like that. Maybe we should get a clock that says cuckoo. Watch the closing doors. <laughs> so those are jobs that we knew we're gonna we were gonna leave right away. But now we gotta talk about okay, now I've been in a job for a number of years, doing fairly well, but there does come a point when you realize enough is enough, I can't take it anymore, right? Have right. you been in that situation too? Always, yes. I, you know, always in that situation. Are you in that situation now? <laughs> well, the first sign is like when you walk into the building and the and the and you have to use your key card. And for the last, well, I guess since they installed it after nine eleven, the door never opens properly. It's always half open. 
and it slams onto my groin as I'm walking <laughs> through. So I don't know if that's an employee employer issue or the building issue, or the employer telling the the building to make sure I don't get into the building. <laughs> and then another sign is when they start telling you to hire people that can be your number two. Uh huh. See, in your case, they tell you to train the person. In my case, they said hire a number two person. Why? What's wrong with number one? I said. <laughs> a logical question. And the guy says, "We look me in the eye. I'll look me right in the eye. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going nowhere." When I went to look in the eye, he was looking outside the, the, the other side of the door. He was driving at the time. How am I supposed to look you in the eye? You're driving. You're going to crash. No, I mean it. Look me in the eye. I'll tell you, you're not leaving. That that's pretty sad when they start numbering the people behind you. Yeah. Or the number two and a number three. Maybe a one and a half. Um, I, I, had a, I had a situation. Remember I used to work downtown? I used to work right next door to you, if you recall. Yes. And uh, I worked for a major insurance firm in their accounting department to, for starters, you know, because my life is so fascinating. I was <laughs> working as an accountant. And... Um, but then I decided I wanted to get into computers. So I went to school at night and they paid for it. They sunk maybe two or three grand in my education. Wow. Two or three grand? You must yeah. be either very old or a very cheap school. It was like it wasn't a full fledged degree program. It was more like a certificate I was getting. Yeah. But anyway, I, I took the class at night. I went to classes for over for about a year and then I Got the diploma, they called it. And uh, so now I said, okay, I can program. You paid for this, put me to work as a programmer, and they didn't have any openings. <laughs> so I guess they let you go. No, I left. Oh, you had to leave, yeah, at that point. Well, maybe they uh, thought you wouldn't pass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that jerky. He ain't going nowhere. Could be. You know, boy, you got potential. We're going to send you to programming school. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! This guy ain't even going to get out of the first week. You Hi, just... I finished. What? Now what do we do? You graduated from where? I went to programming school. <laughs> what the hell is that, boy? We don't even have computers here. <laughs> oh, boy. We got ourselves a situation. <laughs> I just got my diploma. <laughs> we thought you already graduated from high school. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, that's, that's what happened on that particular situation. I left. And luckily, I found a job right away at the, at the bank that I stood with 20, 22 plus years. Well, you know you're in trouble, too, when they have mergers. That's that's the situation I was in. I was at a company for 14 years, and they decided to merge with another bank. And you, I knew I was in trouble when they put in all the other bank's management in. You know, so -and -so, they made me interview for my own job. How do you interview for your own job? I'm already doing this job. Why do I need to interview for it? Did you pass? No, I did not pass. They let me go within a couple of weeks. Oh, geez. But I was anticipating, so I was already looking for another job because I knew it wasn't going to happen. But, yeah, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. You know, you mentioned the mergers. I ended up working for that company I went to for 20-something years, and then there was a merger. And uh, 
that was one of the reasons I eventually left. There were many, many reasons, but that was one of them. A whole lot of new people. All the management shifted to a different city. A lot of new procedures, bureaucracy, couldn't get anything done. Under pressure of deadlines, but fighting with people all day, every day to try and get stuff done. And so I just had enough of it. I couldn't take it anymore, so I left. I mean, if, if you're, I, one thing I want to say for serious, if you're waking up every morning and you're dreading having to get out of bed and go to work, it's probably time to leave. That, and if you're threatened, if you're thinking about killing your boss, that's another time it's time to leave. Homicidal either, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Either that or doing 25 in the, you know, in Rikers is not really what you want to do. No. But the, uh, yeah, I had a situation like that where I had left, uh, again, involved in a merger. I wasn't asked to leave. But when the new boss came in and didn't even look at me, never introduced himself to me, I kind of got the feeling that uh, that they don't want me to stay here. So I got another job, and this other job was uh, working with this one young fellow who was absolutely insane. And he would ch he would throw fits in his office, like you know, take his arm and throw everything off his desk and on his floor and all that stuff. And I knew I couldn't stay there because this guy was crazy. Okay, really? I hated this guy. Wow. Uh, I literally wanted to get in his face and say, I'm going to beat the living hell out of you. But I didn't want to take that route. And we were at a, we were in a, uh, we went on a trip to Atlanta. I had introduced him to a company. And this was a Fortune 500, you know, a major company in the industry. And this guy's a little rinky dink company. I mean, we didn't even have $100,000 in sales yet with this, right? And this guy walked in and he said to them, you need me. I don't need you. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy's an idiot, right? But, you know, being respectful and so forth, I kept my mouth quiet. I didn't say anything. And then eventually I, I, I just had to get – I knew that was time to get out of there. The guy was insane. Mm. It was very stressful, but I was very fortunate because I wound up where I am today, and it's already 16 years that I'm there. Well, they do say that the reason that most people – one of the – top reasons that most people leave is because of their managers or the people that they're reporting to are difficult. And the, another high reason is that they're not getting enough opportunity to move forward. You, right. know? you need something to replace lack of opportunity, either money or, you know, people make you feel comfortable or something, I guess, you know, but they have to show, you know, I have all my workers coming in all the time asking me what's next. I said, find a new job. Yeah. That's my my advice to you. Leave. You know, as a manager, it's hard because yeah. I think we talked about this. There really isn't a whole lot of opportunity in the corporate world. You know, you, you could get to a certain level and work there till you drop dead. Right. And you know, it's funny. There's some people who don't mind that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like some people feel that they could do the same job every day the rest of their lives. I'm not, I was never like that. You know, I, I, probably more creative in finding ways not to do a job than to actually do the job. So that's what keeps me going every day. <laughs> You're generating your own challenges. Let me find a client who wants to play golf today. <laughs> What's for lunch? I don't know. Let me take somebody out. Let me see. How can I expense this? <laughs> Did you ever leave a job without having another job to go to first? That one job where I, the guy wanted me to massage his back, I quit that job without a job. And I was walking home. I said, God, please help me find a job. And then I found that ceramic job as I was walking home. With the mice? 
Well, that was before the mice. The mice came after we left because she got thrown out of the other building. <laughs> so God, he got you the job and then he sent the plague. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he giveth and he taketh away. Oh, he took it away right away. He's crawling up your leg, so. No, it was never that bad. Have you ever left one job, gone to another, and then thought, oh, that job I just left wasn't so bad? <laughs> yes, that's with the uh, the guy with the Duncan of the roll. <laughs> I, I realized I could tolerate that guy more than sitting there doing nothing all day. The Albanian Yugoslavian? Oh, yeah, whatever he was. <laughs> you know what made me mad? His family owned a restaurant, and he never took me. And he turned out to be not a bad guy, and then I, he disappeared. He's what they call expats. You know what an expat is? Yeah. And they, they send these guys overseas, and they make all this money, and when they come back, they got to find jobs for them. It's almost like if, when you work for a bank and you get shot on the job, you're guaranteed a job for life. You know, if you ever get robbed and you get shot or something, you're guaranteed a job. They'll never fire you. It's, it's your way of staying there for the rest of your life. Wait a minute. If, if you get shot on the job? Yes. If the bank gets robbed and you get shot, oh. yeah, you, you're guaranteed a job. Oh, you mean like in a branch? Right. Okay, good. We had one guy, he told me this story, never knew it. I used to call him Dr. Click. Because every time he talked, he clicked. He goes, yeah, yeah. And he had, he had real teeth, so it wasn't his teeth going up and down. So they waited for him to come back from lunch. And they must have like been casing the place. And it was like, where's the manager? And of course, the assistant manager goes, over there. She wasn't giving herself up. And I don't know what they did, but they shot the gun near his ear. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so the guy, he was like deaf in his right ear after that. You know, he had that ringing in the ear for like, I think the poor guy still has a ringing in the ear. So now he's got a click and the ringing? Well, the click, maybe the click was caused by the ringing in the ear. I would have to say that if you somebody shoots a gun off near your head, that's a pretty good sign you might want to leave that job. Yeah, but he was guaranteed a job for life there. He didn't have to leave. Because <laughs> he was I mean, deafened by his, you know, he was deafened and that was it. You're, you're in. You don't, don't worry. You don't have to leave, Joe. But what kind of a consolation prize is that? You nearly get killed, and they guarantee that you can still have a job there. And yep, he was guaranteed. Then I had another friend who got pistol whip. <laughs> yeah, it's like the wild, wild west. This is at a branch in New York City. No, this was in Long Island. Oh, really? Well, you know, the guy told him to open up the uh, the vault, and of course you don't, you can't open up the vault, and he pistol whipped them. He was guaranteed a job for life. I mean, there's a there's a there's a a, a a telling sign to leave. I got pistol whipped today. <laughs> Time to get a new job. I got robbed. My, I can't hear. And they were waiting for me. And my assistant manager turned me in. Where's your manager? He's under the desk. <laughs> He's pulling the secret alarm as we speak. What? You can hear him clicking. Yeah. Where is he? Follow the clicks. It's a shame no one listens to these podcasts. This one's very entertaining. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we're coming up on our second anniversary. Are we really? Yeah, I think it's sometime in May. We've been doing this for a year or two years? Two years. Wow. I just said second anniversary. 
Well, I always get confused with that. I don't know, like the first 12 months starts the second. I don't know. I get confused with that. You can't talk your way out of that. It's Sorry. pretty bad. We've been unsuccessful for two years. I know, and yet we keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> now, no. when you knew you were leaving, did you do things on purpose to leave the la a lasting impression? I, You know what? I wish I had, but no. I played it by the book. They say never burn the bridges. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I never did either. But I, I guess it would have been nice to do certain things, like, you know, put a dead fish somewhere <laughs> and let them look for it for like a year. Or uh, put a bug in somebody's computer. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> Your files will be deleted in 10, 9, 8, 7. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that clever. You know, in a serious note, I visited a friend who I actually work with, and we both got laid off at the same time. And he's literally, he's dying, you know. But he's like, I said, well, I'd like to come see you. And, you know, he goes, yeah, yeah, maybe we should get together. This way we could wish, wish each other luck. What kind of luck do you have left? How do you wish a dying guy luck? You know, I hope whatever happens after this is good for you. Good luck with that. I don't yeah, know what to say when he said that. You know, you bring up a good point, though. I mean, there are times when it's not just you being laid off. It's you and other people right and then you gotta you gotta deal with all of their stuff too you know you're being laid off and then some people are staying some people are going it's not a comfortable situation and and uh it's the ones who stay that you really despise you know how come i got let go and they're still there that idiot good morning carl yeah <laughs> how's the job that you're still gonna have and i'm not <laughs> You know? Hey, we could still be, it's like a breakup with a, you know, we could still be friends. Yeah. <laughs> if we're still friends, you're paying for lunch. <laughs> Thanks for stabbing me in the back, Carl. How'd you get my job, Carl? <laughs> I see your dreams come true. I'll think of you when I'm getting that cheese on the on the free cheese line, Paul. <laughs> when I get that five-gallon container of peanut butter, Carl. Let's get together on Wednesday and catch up. <laughs> How's your job? I don't have one, Carl. <laughs> we never thought of that, right? The ones left behind. One's left behind. I, I, till today, I think the one job I was telling when they merged bank, I think this one woman did me in. She really did. How do you know she did you in? I just, you know, I told you paranoia comes into play, and I just think she did me in. Yeah. Because she stayed and I didn't. She was like one of the few that stayed. Yeah. Huh? What did you do to keep the job, Miriam? <laughs> what was she doing? Hanging curtains in your office? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing, Miriam? Oh, I don't know. I just thought it could use a little sprucing up. Yeah, I don't like the blue. <laughs> All right. Well, anything more to say on this topic? I hope Carl croaks. Yeah, me too. Okay. I couldn't stand that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> hope Carl marries Miriam and gets his disease. <laughs> oh, no. You know what's happening now? I have a neighbor who's learning how to play piano. Really? Yeah, she's starting to practice now. I think we better. Is she past Mary had a little lamb? 
It's really? bong, 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 <laughs> bong, bong, an hour of it now. Oh, God. Uh, so I guess that means, now watch what I'm going to do here. It's time to leave. You like that? Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. Dimwitty, is it, are we dimwitty? We are. Yeah, dim I got it. out, as Seacrest would say. Dimwitty dim out. Out. You just reminded me. We are on www.dimwitty.podbean.com. We're also on iTunes. All other business, one word. Type it into the iTunes store and you can find us. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>